Raisin Man Arena. Good morning, Raisin Nation. It is the 101st episode of Raisin Man. 101st. In some cultures, it's not about 100. It's about 101. It's true. Well, you know, when you're born, you're zero years old. But that doesn't make sense, right? You should be one. That's right. You should be one. So in a sense... It's yep. only on the 101st that you celebrate the full completion of the 100, the 100th number, if that makes sense. That's right. So we'll be looking back on the last century of episodes of Raisin Man and celebrating just how far we've come and everything that's happened. Um, thanks for coming. It's August 24th, 2022. I'm Sarah. I'm Sam. Still Sam. And I'm Felipe. It's my birthday tomorrow. And is it Ian's, Ian's birthday today? And it's Ian's birthday. I thought Ian's was after yours. Oh, he might. Yeah, you're right. He uh, might be the 26th. There's no way to know. I just have a bunch of friends where we have birthdays 24, 25, 26. It's like bang, bang, bang. Yeah. This bir- this month has a lot of birthdays, don't you think? Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. This month and April. That means your parents, your parents and had sex. Ian's parents were having sex, sex at the same, same time. Same day. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That means that they had sex in August. <laughs> No. Mm-hmm. no. Mm. It's one month later, right? It's a few days before. <laughs> it's a few days before. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fast. <laughs> Imagine if that's how quickly what if you had it. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. That'd be crazy. What if the human gestation period was like nine years? Isn't that what it's like in the Bible? That's like for an elephant. It's nine years of gestation? Confirm or deny people in the chat. Is it nine years of gestation for an elephant? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, nine years of... Because an elephant's a really complicated animal. has big, billowy ears and a little donkey tail. Do you think elephants well, are more complex than us? Absolutely. It, They're well, huge! And they have that with. trunk. And they have a trunk that they can use to grab things, and it's also a nose. It's a nose and an arm. That's... <laughs> it's a nose <laughs> and also their arm. It's prehensile. And their skin is saggy-baggy. So, yeah. yeah, it's it, just complicated. Is it saggy? It looks hard. Like if you touched it, it would be kind of tough. Uh, I had this book when I was a kid called The Saggy Baggy Elephant. So, <laughs> 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 so I always thought that they were more more so saggy and baggy. Yeah. Well, you got, you have to account for the fact that the human humans also do about half, half at least half their gestation period inside the, the, the um, balls. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah they, so more, 50, than half. more than half i'd say 50 to 60 percent of of a fetus's gestation and development <laughs> happens inside of the human balls yeah that checks out i mean you're right about that i hadn't thought about that yeah. i i was telling sam i had this really psychedelic night last night yeah oh shit i kept wait before you say that i had a night of nightmares wait well that's this is kind of what i had well, good thing I said it because, you know, I, it's good sometimes to interrupt to say that because sometimes you have a big coincidence with a friend, but because they said their whole thing before you said yours, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. You're like, whoa, you had the exact same Yeah, you're lying. You had a psychedelic night too. You're just trying to, yeah, you're just trying you're to just, hop on. Yeah, exactly. You're trying, you're trying to trying hop to on my ride. dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a psychedelic night too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You are Fuck definitely yeah. dick no riding. Way. 
Yeah, so I'm dick riding, but I had a, <laughs> I had a night of nightmares. But if that turns out to be what the psychedelic night is, then we had the same night. I, I'm going crazy with the mic. I'm gonna try to talk. No, it's cool it. because you know you missed like a few episodes, so you're making up for it with a lot of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biting. I mean, I'm swinging it around. Oh, that too, <laughs> that too. <laughs> All right, tell it. Um. I had one dream that I didn't tell you about, Sam. So basically, this is... <laughs> Whoa, that's <laughs> awesome what? that you saved Wait, one. Were you saving it for the I podcast? I saved this one because I didn't know if to tell it to you. So, okay. <laughs> so throughout the night, I kept waking up. But it wasn't just that I woke up. I would have these really vivid dreams. And then I would wake up and I would have these strange... You know when you're high and you have thoughts that... It's almost like I would have never thought of. Like my mind is thinking these yes. thoughts. And they make no sense. Yes. But so, they're fully like elucidated. Like just this insane thought. Yes. Yeah. And I had... I woke up with a headache and right away uh, I thought I had like a brain tumor because at night you, cause at night you have yep. these really dark, yep. horrible thoughts and I was yep. like, I have a brain tumor. Yep. And you're all alone. Yeah. yeah. And, and I had just dreamt that I, uh, I hate describing dreams except the second one I'll describe it will be funny. But the first one was like, I was at, I decided to go to Six Flags by myself because I was like, my friends, we keep saying we're going to Six Flags, but no one's making the plan. So I went by myself and then it was really bad. There was like two rides and they were shitty. Then I wake up with a headache and I think I have a, a tumor. And then I started thinking about Cometown as if t- to be like, oh, let me think about something funny to go to sleep. And I started thinking. And then I imagined their conversation. But in my mind, it was m- too loud. Like I was ima- and it was hurting my ears. <laughs> I was like, it's too loud and my ears are too sensitive. Wow. It makes no sense, right? In the moment wow. I thought this is crazy that this is how I that feel. Makes sense. And Sarah, for you come down is a happy place for you too, <laughs> right? You use that to go to I sleep. I use that. Yeah. It's when therapists tell you you have to find like a place in your mind where you can go to find like tranquility yes. and solace. I also go. I imagine I'm the fourth mic <laughs> on Comtown. <laughs> but can you imagine that that your thoughts are too loud and your ears feel sensitive? I could imagine that for you because you're always wearing earplugs and worrying about <laughs> <laughs> ear damage. Mm. But I was like, what is happening in my brain that the the cables that, are rerouted in such yes. a way where my thoughts are going into the ear part of my brain? Yes. Well, it's also funny how like when you're in that like hypnagogic state there, you feel like you're in control of your thoughts and then suddenly your subconscious takes over control of your thoughts. Like you willfully were like, I'm going to think about come town. And then another part of your brain was like, and I'm going to distort the thing you're thinking. Yes, about exactly. And, scary. and then I would think <laughs> things, I would think a full sentence. And then the last word of the sentence, I'd, it would be like, I hadn't thought of it. It would be like a new, Damn. you know what I mean? It Damn. was like my brain was going off. Wait, but then here's the thing. That's actually every word of the sentence. You know, it's an illusion that we even think that we even have any conscious control of our thoughts. Really? I, perhaps. I mean, are you just <laughs> imagining this? I'm or? just, well, I, I think that some people I've heard before that decisions are made in our subconscious brain, you know, half a second before they're in our conscious brain. So people are like, you don't really know where your like thoughts are coming from, your decisions. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's funny then to have the like sort of uh, door opened into this process by being like, oh, I feel like I have control. I'm constructing a sentence. But then the last word emerges from the darkness. And I, the yeah. actual true nature of thought. Yes. It's revealed to you. Wait, yes. I don't control yes. any of it. Yeah, I don't control any of it. Um, so that was kind of scary. And then I was having these really dark thoughts about people in my family dying, which I didn't like. Um, and I so I, and I decided I was thirsty, and that was why I was having. But then I also had thirsty. This, I also had this dream, Sam. Where and I'm forgive me for having this dream. I didn't choose to have this dream, but where like it oh it turned out uh, it, it turned out that. I had been like hooking up with your girlfriend oh, and no. we were texting about whether or not we should keep doing it oh, now that, you no. guys were, that you guys were official. And then 
She was, and I was like, no, of course not. She was like, wait, let me talk to Sam. Maybe we can. <laughs> wow. <laughs> was wow. It my, is it my was it my current girlfriend? It was your actual wow. girlfriend. Wow. And but how we didn't that? hook up. We didn't hook up in the dream. It was in the dream. It was like a his a part of our history that we had been hooking up wow. before. Yeah. How would that go over with you if Gabby kind of hit you up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would be so astounded <laughs> that either one of them would have the kind of gall. <laughs> or gumption <laughs> or even kind of like the virility yeah. to, to, to like do something like that and go behind my back no, I, I'd, I'd almost be like wow this is like more exciting because it shows it shows you that I'm uh, there's I'm discovering something about both my girlfriend and my friend that I didn't know about yeah. I wasn't the pipsqueak you thought I was <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly wow he's always successfully pays a zero threat yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> wow yeah you're, yeah you're making a threat level go up to orange yeah Felipe's gonna sw- swipe your girlfriend totally, <laughs> totally. Um, to be fair though what was funny too in the dream was that like in the content you know how in the dream you know about the history even though it doesn't happen in the dream there's a bunch yes, of history yes, that yes, is yes, understood yes yes, yes yes it was like the nature of our relationship was that we had both been hooking up with her concurrently before and now you were making it official so it was like we all knew that we were in this sort of like thruple kind of menage huh. a trois yeah huh. anyways oh so wow so, and then i was the one who's who was like well, let's start dating now. Yeah, you had locked Funny. it down. Okay. Funny. Fascinating. It makes no sense. If once I start scratching at the surface of the logic, it makes no sense. Like, wait. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that. If something like that has ever happened between us. Can people hear us okay? Uh, should it be a little louder? <laughs> There's, nobody in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody in the chat. Good morning. Hello. We finally have the chat we deserve. Yeah, Good just, morning. Just a black square <laughs> on the screen. Good morning. Is anybody how, there? How are people going to get across the BQE? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> without us. All right. We got a yes. We got a hello from Felipe. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. You know, if you're scared to post in the chat, Try just putting a high hello in there and you'll find that maybe it's not quite as bad as you thought. You'll find community. It's true. All right. All right. There we go. There. Now we're getting. Good morning, Raising Gang. Thank you, Redacted Emotions. Um, Sarah, did you hear our last episode? I didn't. I'll have to. I'm going to spat to circle back. It's fun. You don't have to, but me and Sam decided we're going to start being more evil. On the pod or yeah. just in general? Oh, well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I'd say that it's a, it was a self revelation or like <laughs> you own that okay you sam's been yeah, evil yeah yeah i've been evil i've been mask off yeah i talk about the people i sleep with i name their names that's much true to well me telling you me telling you the dream <laughs> me, me telling you the, this dream was part of the project of i think that's great i think that's great well, i think two things one remember the episode we did a couple weeks ago i think it was honestly the last one that i was on where we got to the end of the episode and all three of us were like I didn't want to talk about yes. what I talked about. Each of us had like a section of the episode. Oh. What happened? My coffee. Oh no! Oh. oh, it's not a big deal. Oh my god! Oh man. Okay. Well, you gotta fix it. Well, I'll. You gotta fix it. What if he was like, no, and you left it there? <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be my style. <laughs> leave it there. Leave it. Do there. leave it crying. there. It's Wait. a decision whether or not to be bothered by. The scariest like part is the sound. Hey, that's the makes. scariest part. Yeah. For sure. No, and then the rest now, the, is now the rug is a little wet, which I don't love. Um, 
we were we each like sort of got spotlighted for a section of the episode and then we arrived at the end of the episode and we're each like oh that my section i didn't want i didn't want to do, do that yeah. and i didn't like that and it was like wow but uh well, your friends thought they were asking you questions you'd want to answer um and so then in the post of the episode, I was like, yeah, edit out this, edit out this. And Felipe was like, I might take out this part. And then I was like, oh, and Sam, do you want us to, to take your thing out? And he was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. He's like, yeah, never, never. Yeah. And I, that made me feel kind of, um, impotent or something or, what do you mean, or impotent? soft, not maybe not impotent, oh, just weak. like weak, weak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, totally. I decided I'm not, I'm going to. Well, I took out this person. I, I don't know if you heard, but we talked. We took out. We took out this person's name, Coulter. We talked about Coulter. And we took out his name, and then. <laughs> well, now if you're doing like a deep investigation, you can put the pieces together. Yeah, and all mention and like mentions of things he had told us, and then I talked to Coulter, and he said I would have been fine if you had left all that stuff in, and I'm like, oh yeah, we should just leave all that. Really? Shit in. Yeah. Wow, people are out here just not giving a fuck. That's awesome. Um, not okay. that we he said anything though that was that crazy, um, or bad, but yeah. I don't know. I just get so anxious about. Can we turn on the air conditioning? Awesome. For sure. Yeah, let's turn on the air conditioning. But then another thing that happened. You fix it that quickly, Sam? No, I mean, uh, there's more to do, but I'll do it once we're we're done recording. So you're just going to leave the coffee. That's fine with me. The huge coffee puddle there. That's fine with me. It's going to be. So, coffee yeah, puddle is just going to be there. That's fine with me. Just chilling. <laughs> just kind of sinking deeper and deeper <laughs> into the fibers of the wood. I think that's fine. If it's like. <laughs> Felipe, famously concerned about the cleanliness of the apartment. <laughs> bruh, bruh, do not come at me. I will, I will sleep you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will fuck your girlfriend <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> in my, my sleepy mind yeah. as I sleep. So this thing happened a couple of weeks ago. And then yesterday I was in Sam's room to record for the new season of DAP. If I'm even allowed to mention that. Yeah, I got I got booked for the new season of DAP. Yeah, me too. Um, eight episodes. He's yeah. like, yeah, you're recording eight episodes today. Yeah. I was in a huge number of episodes. But unfortunately, because of the network executives, my character got feminized. My famously non-binary character. <laughs> Your character got force-femmed? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, got heard, force I told you that people were like, why is he kissing that guy? <laughs> <laughs> and it couldn't just be that your character was gay? Or, yeah, or yeah. pan. Yeah. 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 Why is he kissing the guy? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Who was saying that? Some People in the comments. In the comments. So they force femmed that character, <laughs> and now she talks about. He, he made her drink tap water. Yeah. <laughs> she talks about being on birth control and yeah, um, caring about girl men male energy. Um. Okay. I thought to myself, what would girls talk about? <laughs> and then I wrote a sketch about it. <laughs> Um, but anyway, that actually has nothing to do with what I was going to, the point I was going to make. I was here recording the episode with Sam and for some reason in the conversation we were having, it just came up that you were like, yeah, I'm pretty used to just having people mad at me and just kind of like rolling with that. And <laughs> you said that, he said, mm-hmm. it's and true. I, I just loved that hearing that I've been thinking like I could be so much more powerful and effective. I know. Same. Actually, I was thinking about you, Sam. I was like, Sam really can just, it's like, you're mad. Okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Right. That's chill. 
Yeah. Instead, like, if I get even just, like, a little quake, a little fear, the idea, not even someone actually being mad, but the idea that someone could be mad yeah. at me, I'm like, shit, I better plan a dinner party or something. We gotta take action now before they even realize that they have grounds to be mad at me. I gotta... Do you think it has to do with how your parents would punish you when you were younger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to do with how my parents would punish me. Well, no. <laughs> you know why? Because I've been thinking about, I'm like, does my... I'm so nervous about people being mad at me. And I'm like, does it have to do with my relationship to my parents yeah. and how I would be punished when I was younger? Yeah. And I me think, and it, I think it might be. But I don't know if you had, yell at you. <laughs> did you have a dad who yelled at you? I had a dad who yelled at me. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you learn to just be like, I know no one can be mad at me for a second. Did, yeah. Did your parents ever yell at you? They weren't yelling. They'd yell at each other, but not at me. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had the experience of like being yelled at as a kid where... It, like once you activated the yelling in your parent, you couldn't like take it back or walk it back. It wasn't like easily resolvable. So it was always like, okay, just don't. Just avoid don't, it. Yeah. yeah, avoid it. Don't. Because then like once you're there, you can't just be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It won't. It doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's like, like Sarah Wilson. <laughs> yeah. She's talking. She's sorry. Yeah. Like you, you fucked up. Yeah. So you got to avoid that. You yeah. You have to, that. the whole, the whole, the whole song has to play. Yeah. You can't stop the <laughs> exactly, song halfway through. Exactly. Exactly. Mm, so yeah. that's possible. Mm. That's possible. No, I mean, but I, yeah, I definitely want to avoid interesting. that. Interesting. I always thought it was because I had a three year relationship in college where <laughs> my partner was mad at me all the time. Uh, no, but it but starts it's, earlier it's than made, that. It no, you're right. You're probably right. You're yeah. prepared for that scenario even. Right. Yeah. Right. So when your partner was... See, if my partner was ever mad at me, I would freak out. I would go into, like, insano mode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also think I have a thing, too, about, like, depression or sadness where... Because my dad was bipolar, like, he was depressed. And it wasn't a thing, at least that I felt like, I ever had to fix or had to do anything about or had to, like, address. Totally. that's Dad, his bad. Dad's sad. You know what I mean? And it's and we're just going to keep going on with life and having dinner and blah, blah, blah. So when people are depressed, I'm always like, yep, cool. Or like, I hear that. Yeah. And then you kind of keep hanging out with them or you keep doing yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. normal stuff. And I, th- I noticed that some people my age or in our friend group like don't have that reaction to, pr- to depression or they have a real like fix it mentality around people's emotions totally. and I kind of don't have that totally I had not remember having this realization years ago that um basically anytime that I was concerned that a friend was like didn't want to be my friend anymore or was upset with me it was just because they were personally depressed and it had nothing to do with me at all <laughs> and I was just like reading into you know like someone being a little more like reserved and unenthusiastic about like hanging out or something and taking it personally and I had that realization and then I would suddenly see other friends of mine coming to me and being like oh I feel like this person doesn't want to be my friend anymore and I would just be like I think they're probably depressed like so often friendships just aren't that dramatic you're saying you had a Sam mentality I had a like an intellectual feeling of this but still to me if someone seems mad at you that is a cause for extreme yeah extreme action (laughs) it's true yeah uh, act with extreme prejudice yes (laughs) (laughs) um which relates to uh I had my big show on Friday Um, That's right, friend of a friend. Friend of a friend workshop of that show. And uh, what was funny about it was I didn't really write a good ending for it, um, which I kind of knew going into it because I was like, the truth of it, it, it's this long process of thoughts that I had about uh, like 
uh, should I can I summarize the show or is that please summarize yeah. the show um, and if you want someone else to try and summarize it for you you can too I, I can do it I think do it um I'll even go a little outside of the show and just give some review of my life. Holy shit. Yeah, listen to this. <laughs> wow. I didn't put too much of this autobiography. We're the full package. Yeah, I'll give you the full package. This is a little behind the scenes BTS on Friend of a Friend. Um, I was kind of like a lonely little kid. And then um, this is where the show picks up. When I was like in elementary school, middle school, high school, I always had like a really small group of friends who really loved me, but it was like a little tight circle of people. And like I never considered it easy to like be popular or well-liked by a bunch of people. And then I went to college and I... This isn't even in the show. I was so depressed and lonely in college. I had the worst experience. I don't know how normal people or anybody, just the average person can go through this thing of like going to college where you don't know anybody. It's horrific. Awful. I would never do that again. No, you make friends during uh, orientation. orientation no and you make friends way. in your hall. No fucking way. During and you go to color wars. Yeah, you have to lie to yourself and be like, yeah, I, I think I really like these people. And I just like, oh, it was horrific. You have to rush a sorority like in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching those TikToks. Yeah. Um, so I ended up making a bunch of friends in college. And they were very different than the friends I had had. And then really once I moved to New York, I suddenly was like, wow, I have a ton of people in my life. And suddenly it feels like really easy to like access friendship and love and to like be sort of infinitely interested in the intimate lives of other people and to be sharing in that intimacy. And then it became so overwhelming and I kind of got lost in the sauce a little bit about just like life, maybe my life just isn't the pursuit of infinitely expanding friend group. Um, So you're a person of extremes. Yes, I want things to be like, this is good. This will always be good. You can do this forever. Yeah. And that's what what the show is about. Um, Fuck, what was I talking about right before this? You were going to... Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, about people being the mad. Ending. The oh, ending. The ending. So I didn't really think of an ending for the show because I didn't really come to a, any conclusion because then the pandemic happened. When I was really writing the show, it was like four years ago, basically. And that's when I was having that emotional experience. And then when I was doing this version of the show now, none of those feelings are like what I'm actively thinking about at all. And so what I've actively been thinking about is I've been depressed for the last several months. I've barely seen any of my friends. So you're not in your friend arc. I'm not in my friend arc. And then what was ironic about it was my hundred closest friends all came to the show and I performed this insane 30 minute piece about how (laughs) they're all too much for me and I can't deal with it. And I haven't seen any of them in months. And it just like made me feel psychotic. And I was like, oh, for the ending, I should have been like, told just told the truth of like the difference between me writing this and like where i am now like not for that to necessarily be the end of this show if i am to keep doing it but just in that moment i should have said that because this is why it connects i got off stage and i suddenly felt so awkward and like guilty that i had said all these things about like oh and and i realized like friendship ah it's not for me or something to all these people that i love who i really miss Mm -hmm. and i just felt like i was like oh is anybody like annoyed that i said all that when i haven't been like texting anybody or like asking them how right. they're doing and then like to you know i just felt awkward as an audience that, member that's not what you that's not what struck as as like untrue about the show i see it didn't, <laughs> there was, a, was there another thing no <laughs> no but that wasn't i mean i'm trying to th- if 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 there was anything about the show where i was like oh i would tweak that or i want more information on that or i want one like an addendum on that the fact that you've been like a little bit depressed or whatever or retracted from your friendships didn't seem like the the big problem right the show. it all felt true still even yeah. though it's like uh maybe what you feel is an older version of sarah didn't sure, sure. Well, well, no nietzsche has that. this quote where he's like that which that with which you can put words to is already dead in your heart mm. so it's like wow you, you kind Fuck. of it has Fuck. to be digested 
in order for you to like be able to talk about it and put words to it. Isn't that you know? true? I feel like that. Yes, absolutely. Because I feel like anything that's going on in my current life, I'm like nothing to say about that. It's just. It's just happening. It's just happening. It's still happening. Yeah. I still don't know what to say. I don't about even it. know. I'm still yeah. in it. Yeah. You know? That which is. It's alive that still. Which you can put words to is already dead in your heart. That's right. That's true about culture too. Once you can describe a movement or a thing, it's already passed. It's lived moment is over. Yes. Once you kind of theorize about it and put, put names to it. Yes. Yeah. And all, and then it suggests that even the act of putting words to something kills it. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Cause I feel like there's this funny moment where like, um, you know, when you see someone do a joke where they're like capturing something about your life experience that you've never put into words. That's so true. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, that's it. Like yeah. you just said it, but that moment feels really good. That it doesn't feel like it's dying. It's like, that's, that's the perfect moment. It's like glistening and, and light. Yeah. And but like, then you, ah. but, but then you pass on to a different part of the dialectic. And then you pass. Yeah. Cause you've, okay. Um, there is a second where you're okay. like, everything's illuminated. Okay. Let me try. Uh, I'm, I'm lonely and I wish I wasn't so lonely and I feel sad often. I still feel it, Sam. <laughs> it's not going away. Dude, How can I kill it in my heart? Yeah. Take it up with Nietzsche. Okay? <laughs> Bro, you're telling me it's about to die, Take but it's it not dead. Nietzsche. Wait, let me fix this real quick. Yeah. When I heard Chris Rock's uh, stand-up special about black people and N-words. It, it, it destroyed that thought for you? <laughs> destroyed that thought. Sure. <laughs> no. Sure, sure. But it's funny to imagine a white person really connecting with that, you know. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, oh, that's I'm, what you're sort of... Right, that's the joke. That's is, the yeah. joke. As making. I'm like having like an aha moment yeah. that Sarah's <laughs> describing, but about and he's talking Chris about Rock's that bit. He, he shouldn't be talking. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the joke of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, that's the kind of... So we're good. We're good. <laughs> that's the kind of what if joke, you yeah. know, kind of yeah. what if that were true yeah. sort of joke that maybe if this were a different podcast, we'd go there'd down be, that road. Absolutely. Yeah. There'd be wide open rolling grasses where you could run. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, we got to have a man. We're building fence around him. And then him <laughs> Neutralize him. Yeah. <laughs> tranquilize, yeah. tranquilize, tranquilize that foal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that happy foal yeah. running wild. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but then you did your show. How'd you feel after? I didn't feel so, so so good. You didn't feel so good about it. <laughs> so I'm so <laughs> <laughs> No, I felt kind of crazy. You felt the classic post-show like, depression. Yes. And I felt sad. Uh, two things. Remind me. Uh, there was something funny that Edie said to me yesterday that I want to uh, repeat. And then um, I found this bad feeling where like um, Leo, who's the person that I'm dating, had witnessed me go through this like experience of being like so stressed out about the show like oh, i gotta work on it i'm anxious i don't know if people are gonna like it i'm really tired i have to do this you know for several weeks of just being sort of like a, a terror about the preparation uh -huh. for the show annoying yeah. to me annoying myself uh and then i do the show and the whole way he's like it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it's all your friends coming to see it's gonna be fun it's gonna be great um then i do the show show goes well you know there's a good turnout i got good laughs i didn't really feel like i finished the show but what it was good what was there was good what was there was good and then um the show ended and he was like see so how do you feel Bruh, and then wrong i just question. was like i feel like shit yeah, yeah so I, that made me feel bad and i was talking to you about this yesterday but that's why sometimes it's hard dating someone because like 
sometimes you're just being an annoying person and it'd be better if you were just alone in your room i know every time (laughs) every time i've broken up from a major relationship i think wow i'm so glad i don't have to explain myself and my awful weird my pathologies uh, pathologies to someone else like i'm free to be just bad in all the ways i and i don't have to like do anything about it i use this phrase in the show about traveling deeper into your pathologies i know which is the thing you took from me it's true but you changed but you changed the context context. yeah but i heard it breaking you heard it and you were like that's me yes absolutely in fact well i'll tell you the truth what i was disappointed at was that there was no anecdote about me in the show that's true there was anecdotes about all your other friends that's true well that's funny because i don't know how interesting this is to anybody who didn't see the show or even anybody who did but But the last time i did it i just made it like the arc of the show was just based around realization and it was like purely uh thought related like narrative line and after i did it that time i was like you know what might be clarifying for me writing it is if i make it linear and i just talk through like this time in my life and like rather than it being like it so then i thought this then i thought this is like so then this happened and then this happened um and i just like limited the time to be uh high school college beginning of living in new york and then i just cut it off before we met in my mind oh it the ends show ends before, before me and you meet yeah Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Nah, kind of though, because you talk about Kendall and Langston. Yeah, but I was hanging out with them before. I guess when so. When I first moved to New York, we were hanging out. I guess so. You're right. Well, fair enough. That's a good reason why I wouldn't come up. So that's why. That makes sense. Plus, I wouldn't want you to be like, so I have this friend <laughs> and, uh, you know, our, our friendship is just hobbling along. Yeah. He's such a bad guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I did this this thing that Felipe said one time about, like, uh, <laughs> hanging out with your ex and, like, they're thriving and they, they're having all these good things happen in their life and, and Felipe's just moving deeper into his pathologies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got broken up with and I was like, cool, I'm about to start getting better and now I have all this time to reflect on myself and then I've... And and then COVID started and I was playing video games like five <laughs> hours a day. I was like, I'm just getting worse and worse. Like, yeah, no, no, this is getting fun. better. Because <laughs> you want to break up with someone. And then, you know, three years later, you're like, hey, all that stuff like that was a problem in a relationship. I've grown out of it. Like I've had the time to fix all those things. And and I was looking at myself and I was like, it's just getting worse and worse. All the training that your ex sunk into you. Yeah, is, you're like <laughs> forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, well, well I think- what would be if you were to venture into what the story of when you met Felipe, Will, Sam, Ian. That's a good question. What 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 would be the thing? What would that show be about? Um I think I think there was a time where I was writing some jokes about like being friends with you guys and in terms of like how it fits into my like theories of like friendship and human relationships and we blow it all out of the water <laughs> we're like we're like when quantum physics comes around you're like my theories yes. can't explain this <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and the thing it was focusing on was like the all that stuff that goes around um what is it conflict is not abuse yeah and like sort of having this approach to human relationships that's overly intellectualized where you're like debating people's feelings with them basically uh-huh. um and sort of trying to write about that but i don't have that much about it i just like because it's still in because we're still living in it yeah or like i was trying to write this joke about uh how 
sometimes you, if you're talking to somebody who's really like versed in sort of like ethical human treatment and like argumentation and conflict resolution that you get into all this like crazy language about like remember that time um i don't know if i should even bring up what we were we were talking about someone that you were dating and uh I was saying that I was trying to tell you that it hurt my feelings that you weren't like I wasn't getting to hang out with that person or something. I don't know if you remember this, um, but I said it in this extremely roundabout way um, where you were just able to ignore the fact that I had been like, you're hurting my feelings because I made it so like, uh, I wish I could remember how I put it. I I'm trying like to think down. you were f your feelings were hurt that you couldn't hang and your feelings were hurt. that you Oh, yes. I remember. I remember. Yes. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, but instead of just being like, oh, that kind of hurts my feelings, I was like, well, I guess it gives me a feeling where it makes me feel like misunderstood, where I don't understand why in regard to this, like I couldn't be understood as like a more infinite person who's yeah. capable of like uh, connecting like with more various It's people. funny because I was but thinking... But you knew that I... Well, to finish with the thing, um, you knew that what I was saying was you hurt my feelings, but because I put it in such like uh, heightened language, you're able to just be like, hmm... I see what you mean or something. And then we just like changed the subject. And then later I texted you and I was like, you know, I was trying to say that that hurt my feelings. And you were like, yeah, I know. Did I not say I'm sorry? <laughs> no, you were like, your feelings were hurt too. By something that I had said. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't even remember what you <laughs> said. That's a classic move. If yes. you hurt someone else's feelings, better, best you get your feelings hurt yeah. too. Because then it cancels it out. No, it's, it it's out funny. I was thinking about that exact. Basically, I was like, you wouldn't like this person because they're like this. And then I think yes. you were, you felt condescended too. You were mm -hmm. like, you think just because they're like this, I can't like them. Like, you think I'm that basic that like, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, handle yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I, and it, and I think I was insecure because the thing that they were, I, I was a thing that I felt self-conscious about that you were judging me about. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. I was like, this is a part of me that I feel some like insecurity about around my friends. And so I don't, and so I'm like nervous about this person being around because I already feel judged about this. Yeah, and yeah, so that's yeah. sort of what I was saying to you. And you felt like you were like, and I felt that I was being judged. Yeah. It's like, I can handle that. Like I'm not so stupid that I can't hang out with a person yeah. like that or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This sounds weird. Not saying any details. Yeah. But totally. <laughs> so like, I'm yeah. bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was thinking about it the other day and reflecting on it and, I think I understand why I acted that way back then, you but I didn't reflecting make... on that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Like a couple oh, of days ago, I was remembering that and I felt like yeah. bad about it. I do. I can't understand. I'm so I'm sorry. I, I understand why you felt well, condescended to It's still something I'm like working through. Um, so yeah, well, I don't have any outstanding bad feelings about it at all. So, well, it's connected to a much <laughs> bigger story about myself. I'm working through. So Lord. this is what it's all about, guys. <laughs> this is the fucking podcast yeah. right here. But I, I was trying to write this joke for a long time where like I was writing the way people talk about conflict sometimes when they're using like the proper language of communication, when you just want to be like, fuck you, you pissed me off yeah. and, uh, you hurt my feelings. In this case, I wouldn't have been have so much vitriol because it was nuanced. Yeah, <laughs> but like in other cases where you're not, you're always using I statements, and you're not allowed to say you made me feel this right. way. I find that to be crazy. I'm like, if I'm pissed off because of something that you did, that's not a choice. That's not you did it. It's true, but I, but it. I statements are good. Yes, they are. I, I think you can <laughs> to you get can, what you want. You can I statements are good. You can say you can say someone pissed you off, but also sometimes the problem with you statement, you know, being like you did this, it's like, well, I didn't really do that you're feeling a type of way, yes. but I didn't like, I was, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yes. Whatever. Well, a, a, a nice trick that we all use is like when you're trying to describe how you feel and you're like, 
you're struggling and then you go, well, here's the most ungenerous way of saying right. it. Or here's yeah. the worst version of it. And then you say that thing and it's a little bit like you're like giving yourself a pass. <laughs> right. You're like, to, to, this to is say. like my level one thought. It's like, <laughs> you you are stupid and you have a pattern <laughs> where you're really stupid and I just can't bear to listen yes. to you talk. But that's a good way to just get that out. Yeah. That's usually the clearest yeah. to the other person be like, Classic oh. Tool. Classic tool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, but that's not the right way to say so The right way is yes. I have an insecurity. Yeah. When I hear a lot of words, I get scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So interesting. Well, I think it is interesting. It's funny um, when when somebody does something wrong by you, and maybe you're not even really that upset by it, but you just know that they that they did something wrong, and you didn't do anything wrong. You did everything right, and then you get to get them. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's a beautiful, blissful <laughs> feeling. <laughs> blissful feeling. You hurt me. Yeah. yeah. Or someone tries to come and for I, you, but that you know they haven't thought about all the all the things. I have so many play. facts when they try to come for me. I'm yeah. like building up my case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Totally. When someone, I like, this is not a common experience in my life, but I sometimes will know someone's like testing me as a friend. And sometimes I, I don't, I don't ace the test the way they think that they wanted me to. I failed the test in their eyes. Why are you getting tested by your friends? You know, sometimes someone will like, not hit you up for a while to see if you'll text oh, yeah. them or something, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. a test like that. And like, if there's someone who's hitting me up every day trying to hang out and then suddenly they stop, I notice that. I know I'm being tested. Yeah. Not necessarily, not every case where that happens, but I just, in my life, it's not a recent thing. I'm, I'm backtracking. So right, but then, listening to this. But then you're like, <laughs> but then you're like, you testing me? That's about you. That's about you. I'm, cr- I'm going to create the boundary. That's I'm not going to text exactly. you. That's so your I'm problem. I'm the test because I'm making a boundary. Right. And I'm not taking the test. Yeah. Yep. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm going to miss the SAT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need more time on the test. I'm going to smoke weed on the day of the test. Yeah. Um, do you think you can come up with an ending for your show? And I think do it that again? I can. I think that I can. Uh, I Wait. also think. Oh, I was talking to D- Julia Mounsey about your show. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I was. We were reflecting on how you said, "I wish that my show had something artificial in it." Yes. You were like, "I wish there was some artifice," and I was wondering whether a funny thing. Wait, what does that mean? So when Real I was getting quick. ready to do the show, Lena Engelstein opened for it, and. Um, mm-hmm. She was like practicing her sound cues and dancing around. And I felt this like intense jealousy that like she gets on the stage and puts music on and does a dance. And I get on stage and talk for wall to wall 40 minutes about my actual true feelings in life. They're elevated a little bit and you know, certain things are changed and manipulated, but it's pretty much deeply hurting yourself in the process, deeply driving a a knife into your body as you give us your heart. Yes. And when I'm writing the show, I am thinking like, well, is this actually true? Is that really how I felt? Is that the conclusion I drew? I never am just like, Oh, well that would just be funny if I said that, you know, only to the smallest degree. Um, um, and I just suddenly was like, oh, I wish I got on the stage and I was like, I'm an old man, you know, <laughs> and I'm walking with a cane, mm, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. pretending like I'm a wizard, you know, just like anything. You have that's a bald like, cap on. Yeah, style. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or I'm, I'm just moving slowly across the theater, just looking out at people or something, you know, anything that's just like, I'm pretending to do something or pretending to be someone else or putting on a show. I know that the thing is putting on a show, but it really feels like it's just like me as Sarah Wilson getting up and talking about my life. And uh, it's just too much. I want it to be more fun. I think it'd be more fun if there was an element of like artifice in it. You yeah. should give yourself like 
at minute 20, you can like eat a little ice cream or something, <laughs> <laughs> like a little treat for, for how well you've done. Well, I, I was saying that I think that's an interesting tension that Sarah could actually do something artificial and in fact say, I wish there were more artificial things, so I'm going to do this. And it would actually like loop back to the point she's trying to make. Like she could do something interesting and yeah. conceptual. And me and uh, Julia were talking about it and I was like, oh, what if I wonder, I don't know if you would want to do this, but like it would be interesting and feel sort of part of the thing if you like enacted like a play where you had a hypothetical conversation with a friend or something mm. like of how you wish a thing would have gone yeah, because yeah, a lot yeah, of your yeah, things yeah. are about like then i said this moments where things are yeah. unsaid yeah and i'm like oh it would be interesting i was you know in the rehearsal the Nathan yeah. Fielder thing there are really cool moments where he gets an actor to play something and uh, in the moments where there's an actor there there's these like incredible like cathartic moments of emotion that feel that they're taking out of a different genre of totally, television. Totally. Like in, in, in his like rehearsal things and when he's actually dealing with real subjects, all the emotions are muted and things go unsaid, but then he'll bring in an actor and the actor's like screaming and yelling and it almost feels as if he's enacting the catharsis he wishes he had. Mm. And there's a funny gap between those two things. You like, I think those moments are scripted in the show. They are of course yeah. with the actors yeah. when he has, if you've seen it, but he has an actor playing Angela where she gets to say all the things that in some ways he wishes he was being told, like you're a liar, all the things that you understand he's like feels guilt about. Um, and the actors like enact that catharsis that he's not getting so i'm like oh could there be something interesting there where we get to see the subtext of like this is what i wish yes um in the performance through a, like a, i don't know i think that could be interesting. that is interesting yeah totally yeah i mean this felipe said this to me about i was talking to him the day after i did the show uh and i was sort of like frustrated and upset and i even had this question of like i find performing to be really stressful i really wanted performing the show to be fun um but it was stressful and i was like maybe i just there's something wrong here with like me performing the show and i don't know what i need to change and he was like well if you feel tension with your work that some art school professor that he had was like if you feel tension with your work then you should use that tension for the work yeah, yeah, he was like, he was like, if there's a tension, if you feel like your work is getting pulled in two directions and you don't know which one, he's like, you should keep that alive. He's like, mm -hmm. that's what will be interesting about your work. Yeah. Do, Sarah, do you, when you perform, do you ever have moments where you're like, this is really fun? Sometimes. Or like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's always like a joke, a couple of jokes, like if I'm doing like a long set like that, where I'm like, oh, I'm really excited to get to this part because I like yeah. doing this joke. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you ever feel like you you would say a punchline and it wouldn't get a big laugh, and then you'd go, "Fuck, <laughs> that was supposed to be a big <laughs> laugh. That was a punchline. <laughs> that was a punchline." Um, no. <laughs> it was funny. Point. I'll say this in the the story about the guy you go on a date with in the act of killing. You really contracted that whole punchline how come that punchline is usually longer you go you think i was today years old when i found uh, out about because I, I forgot oh you forgot to do it uh, yes no i forgot that how that joke goes oh really yeah that's why <laughs> interesting i thought wow sarah's making some like editorial decisions of like i'm gonna contract that joke so that i can get to my point no quicker. i totally couldn't remember i was like in my head i had written like this long set list of different jokes and the ones i hadn't done in a while i really like practiced them and went through them and i was like oh yeah and then i say this and then i say this and then i say this and these are the punchlines and that one i was like oh i've done that joke a bunch of times recently i'll just remember it because oh. i remember the beginning of it and i was like oh if i can remember the beginning it'll just come back to me and then i was like doing it and i was like oh shit i really don't remember 
<laughs> how I end this joke. Yeah. Wow. That's so funny. I forgot the today years old thing. That's so funny. Yes. Yeah, so no, I couldn't remember it. And I was like, damn, I. Mm. And the Peter and climate change. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's part of that joke, too. Yeah. I also felt like I had this weird experience of performing where I was really like feeling. I don't know why, but the strange thing of like, oh, I'm really like holding everybody's like time here and I better just like get through it. Like the idea of like standing in the room and having things be silent was really like stressing me out. And I don't really know why it's like, they're all sitting here. They have to sit there and be quiet. You shouldn't feel stressed about it. Yeah. But I was kind of just like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I probably could have like found, remembered what the joke was had I been like, oh, you have time. Just like, it's funny how like silence on stage is a scary thing to do. Yeah. It's scary to like take your time with something. It's a risk you take. Yeah. But it has a higher payoff. I think people can tell when you're rushing. I mean, I, don't, I actually didn't feel like you were rushing through your thing, but anytime we perform, I find that I have to remind myself. I think there is such a thing as taking too much time. Sure. But sure, like sure. taking a pause after you say something and being like totally silent and just looking at people or things yeah. like that. Those are risks you take. Because you have to like sit through what could be an uncomfortable moment or whatever. Especially like if you tell a punchline, it doesn't get a laugh. You should just like take a moment and like let it sit. Yeah. Rather yeah, than yeah. like if you talk through it, that's the impulse you have. But it um, it can make you it can make you look uncomfortable. Yeah. Does that apply to podcasting? Yeah, it could. I listen. I listen to Raising Man sometimes, and I'm like, we could have taken a pause after that joke, or we could have taken a pause after that idea, and we just like the the thing of people like coming in you at the end of things. Feel driven to just keep going. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it's like it would have been really strong if that had had a silence after. Totally. Yeah. Well, can you put the silences in there? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I could. Yeah. <laughs> Because you got to be doing that, man. Like li- listening over the conversation right after we had it. <laughs> Editing. Taking out the stuff we don't want in. It. <laughs> <laughs> and sound effects too. I would love that. Did you? Did Sam? I have this. It's I want this a, stuff. It's a beautiful soundscape of like walking through a forest and birds with <laughs> like a volcano. I know. I always think about that. I have. I had. Let me tell you guys the dreams I had about Raisin Man recently. One is to buy. We need. We definitely need to buy two cameras because right now we're using two bad cameras and we lost the camera we had. As you'll see, I'm using my iPad rather than the the tripod camera. We lost the camera. So we, I wanted to get two. And then I wanted to get... How'd you lose it? I don't know. I just can't find it. Did... Oh. I've looked everywhere in my room where I would have something like a camera. Mm. Does Benny I, have it? <laughs> no, he does not have it. <laughs> no, well, I lost it more recently than, than that. And then I wanted to get two cameras and then get... I wanted to get green, like a green screen so we could put behind us and then key us out and so we're in space or something. Oh shit! I think that would make the podcast look really tough. Oh shit! Or the that Twitch would make stream. it look hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're in jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, I did think about like, oh, what if I took the conversations and then I put like, just took the most interesting ones and took put sounds in there and made it like a soundscape and just like edited it down to like forty five minutes. I'm not I'm never gonna do that, but I had a dream of doing it. Mm. Mm. And really, just get like a wall-to-wall episode of like stuff that's interesting <laughs> yeah i want to stick to the revelations of what we can talk about on the podcast not any <laughs> not any like um like uh accessories right, or right, sort exactly. of like, yeah i see what you're saying no 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 i mean that's cool maybe that's maybe that's our edge you know 
that's the thing that brings in listeners. I was getting this person hit me up to interview me for her college project. Oh no. Someone I know? No. She lives in Canada. She's I think she she just liked my um uh animations. She found me on TikTok. And then she was like <laughs> she, she she the first question was how do you with a podcast like Raisin Man, how do you distinguish yourself in the industry? <laughs> I was like, wow, that's sweet. I know. How do you? I know. Well, I'll turn the question back to you. How do you? <laughs> so she's listened. Yeah, that's no. fun. Yeah. She self. She you admitted later that she hasn't listened to the podcast. That's so funny. That's <laughs> fine. Kids in college are busy, busy, busy. Yeah, yeah. it's true. They got there. Some people clubs. podcasts are. What's for her them. project about? I don't know. She had to like interview someone in the industry, I think. Interesting. Wow. And we're not in any industry. No, I know. I and I told her that. I was like, you know like I'm not like I'm not anybody. <laughs> I have I have a TikTok. You saw my TikToks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If your but project was about someone with a TikTok. That didn't perturb her. Um anyways, I w- I said our we don't we don't uh, differentiate ourselves in any way. <laughs> were, you try- were you trying to be funny on the, in the interview? No. I was trying to be helpful. Helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be helpful as well. Yeah. Have you been interviewed recently, Sarah? No. I haven't been. This weekend, we're doing What Happened to Bobby the Movie. You guys are filming it? Yep. This no weekend. way. Yep. The whole thing? Half. And then the other half oh my we do the weekend after. It's happening. After. Yep. I literally can't believe it. I can't Did believe Ian it. Did get two freak, freaky looking people? Um, no, he got two beautiful looking people. Oh. Yeah. But I thought they were supposed to look freaky. <laughs> they're like tall and they'll be blonde and uh, Nordic looking. Who did, where did he find them? Um, one of them is Annika, who's this person that went to college with Alex Bliss who is like a model, actress, art person. Cool. Um, and then the other is Peter Mix. Who oh, I know Peter Mix, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. they were playing that. And then we have a child, a little child, who's coming to play the freakiest little alien. He's going to need to be in a uh, prosthetic makeup chair. Who's doing the makeup? Um, this person, Caroline. Okay. Who's like a really good uh, prosthetics artist, but the little kid's going to have to sit in the makeup chair for like three hours. And we got on a Zoom with this very little boy and we were like, do you think you can do that? And he was like, uh. <laughs> so, he has no fucking clue. Yeah, How old is he? Know. He doesn't know he's what he's capable know. of. Uh, I think he's like seven. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever he says, he's under duress because he wants to be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that rocks. I'm really excited. You know, not that I don't, you know, trust you guys, but there's something like there's something abstract about it where I was like, this is going to get filmed in five years, you know? Like that's this. funny. But it's like it's filming this weekend. It's filming this weekend. All he doesn't trust us because it's really too abstract. <laughs> he thinks he can't handle abstraction. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little. You can't abstraction. project your thoughts yeah. and yeah. ideas into the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been able to wrap our minds around the idea of planning. You guys are like lab rats. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot. Like, <laughs> wow, that rocks. So it's gonna be crazy. I hope that. That Ian's grandma enjoys the process. I just I get so like nervous with like older people that were you know like that they're getting tired yeah. and but they're so polite. Well, isn't that, they isn't never, that your job? Yes, is to manage is to make, that. Ma- manage that. Yeah. Yep. Is to get her to sit down in a comfortable chair. Yeah. Wow, that rocks. So, here we go. Um, That's cool. I hope he does a movie about me next. I hope 
Ian turns his director's eye on me next. <laughs> I hope he makes a movie about my psychedelic night last night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you had nightmares too? I had nightmares. What were they about? I had this nightmare that I was looking for a building. I was looking for like a rehearsal and I was looking for a building that had the theater in it that where the rehearsal was going to be. And I, But I was walking through this building and I was like, this can't be it. This isn't the building. Like It just looked like a research building full of offices and labs. Um, and I was just wandering through these sort of ugly hallways of this building being like, this isn't it. This isn't it. And then I came out of the building and I ran into my friend Emma Bergman. And Emma was like, yeah, that's not the building. Like, um, come, it's this way. And I was like, actually, I want to stay in this building. <gasps> and Emma was like, that's weird. You you become kind of obsessed with this building. Whoa. Like suddenly it took this like weird twist where I was like, something was, like, was wrong. Cool. That's like a Twilight Zone episode. It was like cool. a Twilight Zone yeah, episode. Yeah, cool acting moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was myself and I was like watching myself being like, why am I being so freaky? I'm Also, like, you lucid? Were you lucid dreaming this? I wasn't lucid dreaming this one. I was just like a passion. Because if you'd been lucid dreaming, you'd have been like, duh, this building doesn't matter. I should get to the rehearsal Let's go space. to the other building yeah. Yeah, for the dream. <laughs> you would not be like wrapped up in some sort of like <laughs> desire that you can't control totally. if you were lucid totally so i wanted to stay in this building and then the, the dream started taking on this really creepy aspect where my friend emma was being like i really want you to like get out of that building like there's something weird going on with you like why you want to be in there there's nothing in there um and then emma was like in the building with me trying to get me to leave and then suddenly emma started acting like really weird and scary emma really liked the building suddenly um didn't even like the building just suddenly wasn't talking anymore and was just like doing really physically strange things like um covering their face with their hands and like Ooh. just like moving around in a way that was like really creepy where i was like Wait. she did this sp- or they did the spider walk thing yeah. where they like turned- essentially that yeah. kind of thing yeah we were like wait wait what are you doing and suddenly i was back to being the straight man character and then emma was the scary one and i was like what's going on we need to leave like this building we need to leave this building um and then I woke up. I was at Leo's house and Leo woke me up and he was like, you're like having a nightmare or something. You're like making loud noises. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. no. uh, I want to stay in the building. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And that, that scared me. That's a good short film. Yeah. Well, it freaked me out that I was making actual noises in real life. The dream shouldn't be affecting real life. You shouldn't be Keep making it in the noises. Dream. Keep it in the dream where it's a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Because it could impact your real life. Because mm-hmm. someone hears you saying stuff and they're like, oh, that's weird. I'm going to break up with yeah. Sarah. What if we're like, oh, <laughs> exactly. we're breaking up. This we're is too up. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> this whole building business like, is just too strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even exist. Uh, oh, that's funny. No, so it was freaky. Wow. And I had some other nightmares, I, but they were about vampires. Oh, so, that's more normal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a funny experience last night where we were. So we had this meeting with this producer who were Simple Towns trying to pitch a television show. Sure, sure. And we were batting around these ideas like all night for how we could like make an ensemble comedy wow. show. Wow. You were guys were Roger Federer line style. Yeah, we were at the top of our game <laughs> yeah. just like not even batting it. No, not like batting like, it and like Yeah. yeah. And we were stuck on like, how do we get four people, four adults who are our age? What is a reason they all live together in a house in a place that's not New York City? What if and they- we couldn't figure out a reason that we thought was like 
also had like a hook or like an interesting enough reason that would be like if you're a we listener, gotta make a television if show you're a about listener that. and you can think of a reason for 29 year olds who live in a house that's interesting and they, they don't live in New us. York please, please DM me <laughs> but what about the idea you guys already had you're done with no, that? No, they said no. They said no, and then... FX said and no. Then can't you other, make small changes? And then other people said more no. Well, well, like, not only no, but I, even uh, without seeing the idea, it's a no. It's funny because when we came up with that idea... It was a brilliant, perfect People solution. were like, that's, a, that's almost a done deal. That's, that's a it. buy. Like, yeah. that's yeah. perfect. And then <laughs> you later find out they're like, no, that's not their mandate at all. That's not they at all. Never they never buy like, No, like no, don't even. Don't, don't even. hear another word about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's like that thing, because then you have meetings with people like executives and they're like, we're like, well, we're working on this idea. And it's like, this is the idea. And they're like, great. Can't wait to he- like have you pitch that officially, and then you hear a roundabout through someone else where they're like, "Yeah, they I had dinner with them last night, and they were saying um, uh, that's actually not something they would ever buy at all." <laughs> pitching, pitching is weird because um, you're. I think that like trying. First of all, pitching is weird because you're describing an idea that doesn't exist. So you're talking about these abstractions like the tone is going to be like weird but light and fun and it's like what the fuck does that mean you haven't written anything you're just saying a bunch of words of like what it could be so first of all that is like for and having those conversations like you're like what are the characters well this character is like sweet but insecure it's like but what if they were also like an idealist and it's like yeah yeah an idealist but it's like no i want them to be more like afraid and it's like what the fuck does that mean you're just saying you can say adjectives but then the second thing is that you're trying to guess what someone else will like and i think as an artist that's the number one thing that one shouldn't do is try to anticipate what someone is going to like and try to create to that and then not only because it inhibits your process but also because you don't know what the fuck someone else is gonna like like you can kind of guess but we're having all these conversations where it's like would like hulu like that and it's like you know i get the vibe that hulu would want that and it's like we don't fucking know that's so funny yeah well it's like pitching i've come to realize is like something that is only like a a slimly bit related to making television it's an entirely separate act that requires its own skills uh that i don't think is related to like writing a a a pilot or writing a script or even filming something Mm -hmm. so i think we're in the process of learning like like if you were to have a great relationship with someone the wedding would be like pitching and then the rest of your life with that person mm. is like the thing is is a mm. separate thing and you could imagine having a terrible wedding but like a great relationship with someone mm. or a blissful wedding or and a blissful, then a really difficult y- yes, relationship yes exactly exactly mm. but anyways it's it's a separate thing but at one point during this meeting this person we were working with was like okay what if just forget the idea that like this has to be an ensemble just like what what's th- what would you guys want to make 
like if you had no barriers whatsoever wow. like your what, hours and like years into this process you have yes. like no truly original like genuine instincts well, <laughs> no, that's the thing at this point it's like the voices of other imagined exactly. people are so loud in my head they're like, like I, I don't want anything <laughs> I just want whatever they will let us make it's like yeah. I would love to make a, a four person ensemble comedy that's grounded and uh, you know four quadrant <laughs> right. it could be yeah. a hit it's like <laughs> exactly <laughs> yep. but, but he was like he he did that moment where he was like, well, well, let's take the curtain back. Like, it's your your dream simple town show. Like, what do you see? What is it for you? And we each had such a different answer. Wow, for thrilling. what it was that it was like. It was this funny moment where where I was like, you know, you really we really have completely different instincts. Wow, comedic instincts, tastes desires and what does it mean then to be in a group together who had the best idea <laughs> well i don't know if anyone did but like <laughs> it was more the difference yeah. in taste that yeah. like kind of astounded me and i think i think that's a thing i already knew really and i think you can be in a group and have completely different tastes and it still be awesome and maybe even better it's better that way yeah but it was like remarkable to be like there are Nothing, there isn't like a comedic or artistic impulse that like holds this group together. It's like a friendship or like a commitment to working with each other. Yeah, know? yeah. That's interesting. That's funny. I had the opposite experience. Me and Will have been texting about our Halloween show that we've now done twice, our third third edition of Scariest Parts of Scary Movies. And we were exactly aligned on everything we want to do. We want less less booked comedians on the show, more scary movie parts nice yep <laughs> yeah well you guys have a nice you guys have a nice set of constraints it's nice limited, that are, are yeah. it's limited you know yeah. here we were we, we were told any tv show in the universe give us yeah your yeah. wildest dreams yeah yeah and i hope i get invited to that one Oh yeah, we banned Sam for the last one. <laughs> no, that's right. For bragging too much about being sick online. <laughs> he wasn't being decent. Yeah, did, did us sharing that our did us sharing our different uh, ideas make you think we should break up as a group? No, no, it didn't. It's just funny that like, I think idea generation has always been a bit of a tricky thing for Simple Town. Not execution, but idea generation, and I think it's because we are like mis we're misaligned is one way to put it but like we're just different people who like like different kinds of stuff and i think it's i think that makes the idea generation process for us like long and tricky because it's a kind of campaign of convincing and making other people so tired and fatigued <laughs> that like eventually we come to a consensus but like we've never it's never been easy to pick ideas, even when no. we write plays and stuff. No, it's true. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is. It's difficult to collaborate with people. You guys should do a sketch show. You're telling me. <laughs> uh, no one is looking for a sketch right now. Sketch is really hard to sell. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you don't think we've tried? It would be awesome to sell a sketch show because then, then you can do all everyone could get their stupid little ideas you can in. Do all your ideas. Mm -hmm. I could get my, my realism ideas where you can't tell if it's really about Simple Town for real or not. And then Sam could get to make in the loop like he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yep. funny. Yep. And Will can make Stathlet's flat. Well, actually, Will's idea didn't. Will's idea felt not that 
what did he i can't remember what he said his felt kind of similar to mine well if you're listening what was your idea his felt similar to mine but with like a little extra bit of artifice i forget I, I wasn't listening to anyone else's answers. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you less effective. Yeah, exactly. like you have to defeat them. <laughs> Better you be blind completely to your enemies. <laughs> Sam, Sam loves ideas about scientists in places where there are no people, like archaeologists, yes. Arctic scientists. He loves things that would have a lot of costumes in complicated settings. Yes, but not a lot of... But there's no people around, so it's not too political and you can't get in trouble for... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I want something that is close to us. That we um, wouldn't even have to like invent a character. It could just be us playing ourselves. I want the idea that you pitched to FX. I think it's funny. Yeah, well, they didn't want it. It's funny because that's not how I would describe it. Who, wait, how? But what, that's okay. What, how would you describe it? Or it's not how I would describe our difference in taste. Because I think you're the like, you're the like, cartoon guy it's true well see but that that too you on the other hand are the um what funny things happen with my roommates and girlfriend kind of guy like all your ideas about sketches are these really like slice of life like isn't it funny how this happens with your roommates so i think people have i think maybe in that sense we both have these opposite these like opposing impulses Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's true i always write these big situations that are like insane Ice Cream Simeon is coming for you guys. Is protracted consensus unique to Simple Town? No. Well, I'll be a sti- <laughs> I'll be a no. I'll be a stickler about the wording. Protracted consensus would be great. It would mean that you're in agreement you're for ongoing. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then we you got you got him. I got his ass. Yeah. I I tried to institute this thing called disagree and commit, which I'll never Whoa. I'll never hear the end of. <laughs> I got I got dragged across hot coals. Will was it. making I love it when Will roasts me. I take it in stride, but he was making fun of me yesterday. When when I was like, yeah, I don't I don't really think this idea works, and I was saying all the different reasons, and then Will imitated me in that video we made where he was like, that's not an idea for a video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. This is a little insider baseball because it's him imitating a video that we haven't put out. And I, even I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm sort of yeah. the the um, representation of the audience. Yeah. As someone who also doesn't know. Yeah. Well, so you know, you got to talk about your creative process. Now we got to no. talk about our creative process for a little bit. No, that doesn't. My show's out. <laughs> <laughs> All of the stuff we're talking about are conversations we had on a Zoom that no one's seen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bruh. What else? What else? What else? Oh, wait, or we could do a moment. I'll take a beat. Yeah, mm. let me think for a second. Um, I feel kind of bad because I forgot to vote last night. Damn. Oh, shit. And I was at the Kristen Gonzalez election victory party. It was funny being there. I find it's always fun to me to go to like a DSA event because it's like... It's just an interesting little sociological situation yeah. with all the different What did you notice? There's, I was just really curious. Like I met a bunch of random people and it was just funny um, to see like, so Kristen Gonzalez is the candidate uh, for state Senate and she won the primary. Um, and she is like, 
really fashionable, super charming, charismatic, like easy to talk to, fun. I had run into her in the street canvassing. And, she's and all the just people like, who canvass for her are trolls. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's like there's this type of person. And also like all these people got up and gave speeches like Tiffany Caban. Tiffany Caban's thing is like, she's kind of like tells it like it is. She's like cool, uh, like a badass. And then there was like some sweet, like Mike Giannaris is another like socialist person, I guess, in the state Senate. And he's like a sweetie. Uh, and yeah, and so on and so forth. But like all the candidates had the sort sweetie, of like a charm. The tell it like it is. Yeah, yeah. They were all really charismatic and good at giving speeches. And it was also funny watching them give speeches as a comedian where like, you know, you write these sets that are designed to have like periodic punchlines and laughter and you have to use the laughter to transition to the next bit. And I was watching them write these speeches that they didn't have a lot of laugh lines, but they had a lot of, yeah, like And claps. that's the jokes. Yes, and that's the jokes. The jokes is they the, gotta hit the the mic drops. The mic drops, a bunch of different mic drops. And there was one person I won't name names who didn't get as much mic drops as the other people. And to me, I didn't couldn't see why. I was like, she's calling for the same thing, you know, down with capitalism and yeah, up with yeah. you know <laughs> everyone staying in their apartments and stuff. But for some reason, it wasn't lighting people up in the same way. And I honestly couldn't diagnose even what it was um, because to me it seemed random. I was like, oh, we're all just cheering every like. 30 seconds um but anyway there's this charismatic class of the candidates and then they also had like the campaign manager speak they had people from the different like working groups and like the working group people got up and were like oh you know we don't want to give speeches we're not people who want to give speeches but like they also were leaders because they were the head of the electoral working group and they were good at giving the speeches and they seemed to have like sort of a popularity of like oh but these are actual like dsa members you know there's the candidates and within socialism this is all sort of theoretical i don't really know because i'm not that deep in it um they kept saying about the candidates and the people who would want office like and we'll be holding them accountable and we'll be holding them accountable which is almost as if like we're not going to like celebrate them like, oh, these are our heroes. They're going to do this stuff for us. It was like, these people work for us. And if they don't do what the DSA That's so says. Funny. And they are in the audience watching. Yes, <laughs> we're going to get them, um, <laughs> which is a funny thing. And so there was like a popularity of the kind of like rank and file DSA people who hold the positions as being like, these are also the popular leaders because they're more like, you know, equals with yeah. everybody. Right. Well, who um, gets them? Who gets them? Who I don't gets know. the getters? Who gets the getters? And then Who's holding like them accountable? All of these canvassers and sort of like dorky white guys around who like don't hold any leadership positions but are like spitting a lot of like numbers and facts and data about like cool. campaign strategy. Cool. And, That's right. Yeah. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, need, you need those guys. You need those cast. guys around. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I was like, what an interesting... And there was like so many people, so many corny people around me in the audience just making like stupid jokes. And there was a guy standing next to me who was like in a, some kind of funny group chat with a bunch of other, I assume, socialist people. And he was just like ripping on the other candidates and like um, their campaigns and stuff. And I was like, well, everyone here is like in such a little social group but instead you were, of talking you were about reading like a group chat over his shoulder i was reading his group chat over his shoulder <laughs> <laughs> instead of just like talking about like oh shit that new joe castle baker video they're like oh that candidate like yeah, yeah fuck them <laughs> or i love them or like all this stuff i don't know it's just like really kind of making me laugh and i was like oh, i wonder if i was really like if i was in the dsa if i was spending a lot of time with these people like how would i fit into this like matrix of different people there's also like it's mostly run by young people, but there's old people sort of scattered around and you're like, huh, what are their roles? Because it's not just like, oh, if you've been in this the longest, you get to be the senator. The senators are the, the young, cool people. Right. But there's all this like infrastructure that like puts them forward. That's, yeah, I don't know. 
nerds and old people and <laughs> randoms. <laughs> <laughs> nerds so. and virgins and old people and they're putting their and cool people and there's cool <laughs> people in the DSA. I want to um, be the the guy with like the tactical vest. Yeah. And the, who like stands by the door and is yeah. like pretending to keep people safe you're the one guy stuff. who's really like all about socialists being armed totally yeah you're totally. like a, you're like a camo guy but yeah. Socialist. yeah exactly and there, i have like a parachute knife yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy who got up and gave a speech he was like a, a like more of a rank and file member and people in the audience like apparently he's famous for loving data and people were in the audience are chanting spreadsheets spreadsheets That's spreadsheets <laughs> it's funny yeah i was like oh my god there's this is a rich vein of culture here <laughs> but i cool. don't really people yeah. chanting spreadsheets that's funny yeah it's funny <laughs> <laughs> so and also it was funny because i was there with leo and he um leo was the pole site captain um of this site where liz crowley who's the main competitor of christian gonzalez was like stationed um and he was like had a little map with data on it that showed like how the outcomes were like at the different poll sites and i think at his poll site she didn't do well where she was in person and he kept going around and being like look at this graph look at this graph um <laughs> and people were like wow 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 like everyone was like so lit up by it's so amazing like stuff. i kind of don't get why in campaigns like okay you do the campaign everybody come vote for me and then the campaign's happening and then you see all the campaign people and they're looking at numbers on the board and they're like you know this thing of like what's our path to victory and i'm yes. just like that's just for your brain because right? you can't control it what you does it matter it's votes. Like, there's no path <laughs> like you could just go to sleep and wake up tomorrow and find out yes, but yes. you're like looking at the numbers as if you could control them with your mind yes 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 that's just like being bought into the excitement yeah. of it all yeah I would yeah. just go to sleep and find out the next day. <laughs> I get a good night's sleep because the next day is when the real work begins. Yeah. And then I learned that within DSA, there's different caucuses, people who want the DSA to be different things. There's a socialist majority. There's bread and roses group. There's like different groups. And I was like, whoa, I thought you guys are all just DSA guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it seems on the Internet. It's, it's called a big tent organization. Yeah, it's a big tent. So it's a big tent. It's a big tent. Yeah. But I, I'm excited about the idea of a, so a socialist candidate doing something wrong and then being punished by the DSA. Mm. Punish them. Yeah. <laughs> Punish them. You're kind of getting sort of like a fascist libido yeah. impulse out of punishing a candidate. Yeah. The kind of theater. The, the theater of cruelty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're drawn and quartered off right off the Jefferson L yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So people kept making this point of like calling um, Christine Gonzalez Senator Gonzalez, even though she hasn't won the election yet. Um, they were just being like, you know, yeah, it's like a, it's like a sort of wishful or yes, uh, it's like sort of celebratory wishful thing. And I was like, wow, that must feel good as shit. If I was leaving this party, being like Senator Wilson, <laughs> Senator Wilson, yeah, that's Senator do, Wilson. Do state, psyched. do state senators get six year terms? They get two year terms. Two year terms. Yeah, Jesus that's not enough time Christ. to build up a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. we gotta vote so much. Yeah. I know. Me and Sam were saying, like, why are we voting so damn much? It feels like I was voting three weeks ago. Lock them in. Lock them in for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Once we're there, the person we want, lock them in. Lock them in. Yeah. Done. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, you want a, a world of, like, total democracy, having to, but then suddenly you got to vote every three months. I'm like, give me a break. Just make the policies that I want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm voting so many times. Absolutely. Give them a break. Um, Yeah. You're making us work too hard. Making me work too hard. Look, I, just, I voted for you already. Who got to vote for you again? Runoff? Yeah. Primaries? I'm excited for them to just make the algorithm 
that just tells us what's best. Yeah, get yeah. like a bunch of mentats or like in um, what's the movie? Uh, Minority Report. Minority Report. Just get Report. three people in a pool that are like, this is the person that's going to win. And I'm like, yep, you're right. That's who <laughs> I wanted to vote for. Yeah. And you don't have to go vote. They just know who you would have voted for. Yeah. You submit your vote by thinking about it. Yeah. Um, Funny. I'm, I'm, uh, I can't eat until like 1 p.m. today. Because you're going in for your heart murmur? I'm getting in. No, I, so I have two <laughs> doctor's things. I, I'm going in for a, an ultrasound on my stomach because I think I have IBS or something. Like I get No, the, come on. Yeah. Don't have that. It's I don't trendy. Know. I know it is trendy. <laughs> I know I'm biting. <laughs> I'm biting. Yeah. Cringy almost. I'd say it's past trendy. Yeah. I know. It's so cringy because yeah. it's like, you know, when she's a 10, but she has IBS. Yeah. Like, it's over, dude. Yeah, it is over. But but I do get these really bad stomach aches and I've gotten them for a while. And uh, I saw I saw something in my stool that worried me so i was like let me go check this out let me get this checked out that's insane hello <laughs> so i can't eat and i thought ah it's all good and now i'm like a little hungry i'm like can't I eat a little bit of oatmeal yeah you can eat a little bit of oatmeal. <laughs> you can have a little bit of oatmeal as a treat they're doing yeah yeah they're doing the ultrasound and they're like looks like you had a little bit of oatmeal <laughs> but we uh, can't we can't the ultrasound isn't the sound waves aren't bounce, can't, they're bouncing out they're bouncing yeah. out oatmeal the oatmeal is repelling yeah. the sound waves we just can't look past that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can, I'm like, can't you get that. over it? And he's yeah. like, I can't get over it. Yeah. Like, it's all this oatmeal there. I can't get over that you had a little bit of oatmeal. <laughs> I'm going to use the bathroom. You guys can do free form. Please. Kind of whatever. Free form, cool. Yeah. yeah, we're going to get to have the fun we want. Can you also get a glass of water or something for me? Is that okay? Thanks. I thought if my coffee was uh, black enough that I w- it would satiate my hunger. Hunger, yeah, yeah. Like if I if I drink it as black as possible, I won't be hungry. Is it working? No. <laughs> <laughs> I also hope I can drink coffee. They they said I could drink water. I think I could also drink tea. And then I went online. And I said, can I and I drink coffee before ultrasound? And it said you can drink clear liquids like water, tea, and coffee. And I thought to myself, coffee ain't clear yeah coffee's opaque they just know that 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 like people le- like coffee they I know, like eat I coffee know. so they that's like why they put it on <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, i'm not myself until i've had my cup you can't you can't tell someone in the professional managerial class that's they right. can't have their coffee <laughs> in the morning exactly yeah can i have the five adderall that i need to get myself going the ultrasound person's like ah uh, i know you need it <laughs> yeah exactly you can take five adderall <laughs> taint master 6000 says please explain the title of the podcast um nah <laughs> <laughs> luck with that one <laughs> i'm not explaining shit no it, it's it's random just a it random was really name. random we just yeah. like the sound of it yeah who are you taint master Explain yourself. Do I know you? See, I'm turning the. I'm turning the. I don't like when you ask people who they are because I'm, then I'm like, is it going to be someone fucking weird from one of our pasts? You know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it when I ask. Yeah. Who, they are? who are you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just let them be anonymous. You know. Yeah. That's. Funny. I was watching the John Early because because he was like with Cynthia Nixon and with Jabari and stuff. And he was like when? going live. When were you watching this? Just on his Instagram. Ah. And um, he made a, p- a 
video post that was from his live and he was like just waiting for people to come in just waiting for people to come into the chat let them trickle in hey kelly hey caro and i was like i know those people uh, i know both of those people holy crap yeah and that made me feel connected to our political movement (laughs) and to socialism get ready to feel that a lot more sam as we get more and more famous and sell more and more tv shows yes just getting shouted out on lives. Oh yeah, I've never really gone live by myself on Instagram except by accident. Do you remember? Do you remember when we on a New Year's Eve, on a New Year's Eve we went live? I was horrible. No, it was fun. Okay. It was fun. For, <laughs> it, was, it was fun for me. Okay. It was cool. fun, but it wasn't fun for you. It was a little too manic for me. Uh, I was I, being. Too I was manic. kind of faking having fun. Oh, I see. But that's I see. okay. Fair enough. Aww. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, don't. Wow. He was just faking having fun. It's okay. You know, I, I'm, I've no, I know me and Sam's relationship. I know, I know who I am. I know what my place is. I understand. I knew even in the Hell moment. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know? But sometimes, sometimes you fake fun and then you get to real fun. So, totally. So. I was, yeah, I was playing a game. What if I pretended to be this excited? Yeah. Yeah. Um, next, this is t- not something fun to talk about on the podcast, but next no, week I'm going to be gone. I'm going to Illinois. Sarah, you're just gone all the time. That's right. It's That's this, right. This That's right. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to be less avoidant. Okay. You know that I'm trying to do that? I'm is that why you're taking all these trips? No. To be avoidant That's of the podcast? That's why yesterday when you were like, so let's schedule next week's episode uh, around having a guest and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I thought of not being like, oh, I'm going to be gone. Because I felt this like, oh, I don't want to say I'm going to be gone again. I felt a, a desire to avoid. That would have been avoidant. Saying that. Yeah. So I was like, I think I'll be gone on Wednesday. And you were like, oh, okay, well, can we do it on Tuesday? And I was like, I think I'll be gone on Tuesday. And I could have <laughs> just said like, I'm going to be gone all week. But I w- you were like naming the different days. And I was slowly <laughs> revealing that each day I wouldn't be there. And that was me not trying to not be avoided. But I was also still being weird. <laughs> well, it's, it's a step. It's a step. It I a appreciate step. that you took um, a step. So that, that's that. But I'm going to Illinois with Emma Bergman. And we're going to go meet some of our incarcerated comrades or formerly incarcerated. And I've never visited anybody in prison before. And um, I just learned that it takes a long time to get into the visit you got to sit around in the waiting room you got to go through the security i assume um so that the visits are usually scheduled to be three hours long so once you're in there you sit there for three hours and eat snacks and chat and um i think it'll just be a an interesting experience yeah so there are, these are people, you, people who are in prison yes who are still? part of this network of got it yeah so you've never met these people before? i've never met these these people yeah. Whoa. We're going to meet this person in Morocco. You're going to hang out for three hours. You know, we're going like, to hang out for three hours. I, with, cold. A, with a friend, sometimes you, you can cap it at one, but with a stranger, three hours? Three hours, and we, we're not going to watch a movie. Damn. We can, can't just put on are an there episode games of and stuff? Free or something. I don't know if there's games. <laughs> It'd be cool if you had, like. We play categories. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, we played about. We did three hours of categories. <laughs> um, and then we did a round of taboo, and then we, we called it a day. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. I'm trying to. This is the other thing I'm trying to change. I want to be less avoidant. I want to be more open to strangers. Um, I'm so, like. I mean, honestly, off this to thing you're describing to me seems like. Kind of, you know, it's bold. I mean, you're like, yes, going to meet someone you've never met before. I'm going to go meet someone I never met in before. an environment you've never been to before. That's right. That's right. Wisconsin. Yeah, that's where you're going. In Wisconsin in Illinois. Oh, in Illinois. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Um, so you're trying to be more open to people. I'm trying to be more open. I'm trying to like say to the bodega guy, "Hey, man. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. I went to a prison once in high school. How was that? 
Uh, it was sad. Yeah, it is sad. Um, that's all. I remember there was these people, we sat around in a circle and with these inmates and they were telling us, they clearly had had like a spiel or had practiced a spiel, each one of the inmates about like why they did the, like what they're in for and why you shouldn't commit crimes or whatever. And it was like four clearly for like high schoolers that were like, yeah, you know, it's like a, a kind of like, um, get right. Don't become like me stories. Yeah, 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 they all yeah, had. Yeah. And then there's this one guy who was like, why are you guys here? And he, and we were like, well, we're like doing this class about prisons and we want to find out what prisons are like. Yeah. And so he was like, Oh, I can just talk about prison. Mm. And he was like, it's awful in here. Oh. And it was just like, and he described how it was awful and it was like, just, it was bad. Yeah. Prisons yeah, are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really was the bad. Take, was the takeaway. And then were the other guys like, I want to change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. That's an interesting thing that's always kind of made me feel s- sort of sad since I, probably since I was in high school, I had this realization. When you're in high school, I never had anybody who was incarcerated come and speak in my high school uh, or anything like that or formerly incarcerated. Um, but we had lots of speakers who had had got addicted to cigarettes and had to have their one of their lungs removed or something come talk to us about not smoking. Or I think I've told this story on the, the podcast before. We had a quadriplegic come and speak to us about this helmet safety on your bike. Uh-huh. Um, all these people whose thing is like something horrible has happened to yeah. me, but then I can draw meaning from it because I'm going to use my story to help people. Yeah. And that always just like something about that made me sad as a kid. Cause I was like, Oh, but wouldn't, wouldn't it would just be so much better if this horrible thing hadn't happened than if, you know, like it's great that to use the story to help people. Well, but I hear this didn't one. Have to suffer. We had this guy come to my high school and his, he had basically been in this horrible car accident where the, it was like a fiery car accident. So his whole face was like permanently deformed <sighs> in like a really serious way. Damn. And he told the story and he was like, he was like, um, you know, me and my friends, we'd gone to the pool hall like we were young we were teenagers we had talked to some girls um and then all of us got in a car he goes and the driver you know he wasn't drunk we had had drinks but the driver wasn't drunk and we had this accident and then he goes so don't so don't get drunk before you drive that was and, like, but you didn't right yeah and that it was like i think people who go through something like that in order to give it meaning they need to like turn it into like a cause yeah but i thought isn't it so sad and tragic that like your thing was like an accident totally and now you're like well this thing that happened to me could if you drink totally it's not what happened to me totally you totally. shouldn't drink in case totally. this thing happens but yes. when i when it happened to me no the driver yes. wasn't drinking it totally. was just a freak accident it's meaningless suffering it was it without meaningless any narrative su- it was so logic sad. to it yes. crazy yes. if, if he, his yes. talk was like <laughs> life is meaningless yes. and no horrible meaning. things happen up. to people who don't happen. deserve it yeah. or yeah. Yeah. dissipate it yeah. <laughs> and you should just love love people when you can yes. and when yeah. they're around as a high schooler for a second I was like yeah I get it we shouldn't drink and drive because that could happen but then I had a heart feeling in my heart where i was like 
wow but that's not really what happened to you huh yeah <laughs> what happened to you has was. has no lesson to be drawn from yes it. like exactly <laughs> or the lessons exactly. are way more cosmic yeah. and scary exactly. Yeah. exactly that was the thing about the quadriplegic that came to speak to us he had been um addicted to heroin and uh before he was a quadriplegic uh and then he kicked his addiction he overcame it and became a competitive bicyclist and then he was in a bike race and he was wearing a helmet and he was following all the safety precautions and it just so happened that the person who was biking in front of him in the race tire flew off of his bicycle hit his bike he like flipped <gasps> oh, his spine or something God. And quadriplegic so it was like you did everything right what? you got clean from drugs yes. you wore a fucking helmet yes, you were you being healthy possible thing yeah and then you became an athlete and then you got in a horrific accident in fact he shouldn't have nothing. even brought up the heroin because it doesn't seem relevant to the story no, at all no no <laughs> it seems like if yeah. i was an editor of that book i would say you know what this part is not telling the story yeah Totally. And so I just was like, wow, the real lesson of some of these people that come to speak in high school is just like the absolute arbitrariness yeah. the of lesson, human suffering. The lesson is you should have stayed addicted to heroin. You this wouldn't have happened. You can't eke meaning out of a human life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <terrible>. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and some people, their service in our society is just to be parables about what can happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, really I remember sad. my grandma would always say, she was like, I'm trying to think of how I would like phrase this because I've told this before to my dad, but my grandma would go, I believe in, fuck, what was it? She was like, I'm going to try and say, I might, I'm, the punchline of this might be fucked up, but it was like, I believe in destiny because my friend, she would always walk on the sidewalk. She never, she never like didn't walk on the sidewalk and she got run over by a car. And she was like, so that tells me fate is real. But I thought like, what? Everybody <laughs> always walks on the sidewalk. What do you yeah. do? Like as if your friend was like, my friend was unlike dedicated. anyone in the world. She walked on the sidewalk. She never yeah. invited an accident. To she never even her. used a crosswalk. <laughs> she <laughs> she stayed on the block she was <laughs> yeah. on. It was like a funny detail that she added as if to yeah. say like she didn't deserve it because she walked on the side. And also I was like, God, how do you know she you? walked on the sidewalk? Yeah. Maybe sometimes she jaywalked. Yeah, right. That's so strange. So, uh, we're we're hitting hour and a half. Great. Well, maybe we end with something kind of light and fun. Um, it's my birthday tomorrow. I guess if you follow me on Instagram, you saw the invite. Because do you think it was a mistake to invite everybody on my who follows me on Instagram to my birthday? I think that's what you wanted in your heart. So how could it be a mistake? It's true. Okay, well I'll say this: it's not even out of like. I mean, sure. Okay, maybe there is some some you know um, hubris or vanity. But also, I was like, there's so many people in my life. They're not all in my close friends list. I don't want to make an email. I'll just put it out, and then people can self-select. If they like me enough and they want to be there, they'll come. And if they don't like me that much or don't know me that much, they won't. But I'll get to have all the people from my life who maybe I haven't even thought of inviting. They'll see it. Yes, I think that's great. And it just leaves it open to the world. It's not about you curating this list of people. Right? Yeah. Who wants to celebrate you? That's the question. Exactly. We'll but there's also another version where you're like, who wants to celebrate me? Oh, like I'm putting out a, I'm putting out a challenge. <laughs> yeah, being exactly. A nasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's being a little nasty. It's true. I mean, that's the vanity side, right? Yeah. Could I get a million people at this party? What bar are we meeting at? Coyote Club, whatever. Coyote Club. If you, you know, my Instagram is not locked. You can find this out. It's If you listen to the podcast, you're invited because honestly, mostly our friends just listen to it. So 
pretty cool. Doesn't make a difference. I hope it would be funny if just the randomest people came and Bro, you'd be, you're punished. I know. Well, we were texting about this, right? Yes. Some of the randos that could come. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That would be punishing. But see, I'm like, there'll be enough friends to kind of protect me. Totally. I'll, we'll, we'll, <laughs> form a blockade. we'll form a blockade. We'll form a blockade around you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes, my birthday tomorrow. It's Ian's birthday the day after. And Shit. my birthday in January. It's um, Francesca's birth- birthday tomorrow too. Francesca right. Dula. We yes. have the same birthday. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big hero's birthday date. Yeah, main characters only birthday date. That's right, yeah. main characters only. <laughs> All right. So that's that was kind of late to end yeah. on. So one hundred and one. That's it. Let, may we have one hundred more? And may we have one hundred more? Bye. Good night. Raisin Man Arena.